You are listening to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show. What is good? What is happening, everybody? It's your boy, Ferris Blana, and welcome to another edition of LGR Reviews. This episode, we have the series finale of We Own the City. And guess what? We own this series. We own this review. We own everything. And today, we got a full house for a season finale of Epic Proportions. But I'm not alone. I'm never alone. I got the crew with me. I got my main man, Caleb. Caleb, how are you, my man? Good, man. Excited to uh, this last episode, man. Hey man, it's great seeing you chipper after last night. We were partying. Uh, my main man, Jose. How are you doing, Jose? I'm great. Hey, look, they had the Gun Trace Task Force. We have the Series Review Task Force here. Dang How about right. that? Yes. Dang right. <laughs> the SFTF. There you go. Remember that. That's right. And then, speaking of a member of the SFTF, we got the main man. We got Young Wolf himself. We got Deshaun. How are you, my man? What's good, bro? I'm chilling. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm doing good. Then we got Old Wolf himself. Hendo, how are you, my man? <laughs> well, thank you. Glad to All be right, here. Guys. All right, guys. Let's get right into it, man. It was a series finale. Uh, let's go around the horn and say just episode. We're going to do episode thoughts overall. And then we're going to break it down piece by piece. Let's start with you, Caleb. Your overall thoughts on the episode. Uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it ended up, um, you know, surprising on some, some parts that I didn't expect, but Overall, that was really, really good. And I thought I wrapped up the series pretty well. Um, yeah, um, like I, I liked how it unfolded. Like I said, beginning, didn't know um, really anything about this. Um, so, yeah, like knowing how everything ended up, you know, and then some, some parts were like, uh, you know, uh, didn't really, really expect that. So, yeah, that was, overall, it was really, really good. Jose. Yeah, uh, they wrapped it up perfectly. I, I think. Well, not perfect. Nothing's perfect. There's there's a couple of things that uh, I took I took uh, issue with. Um, the main thing was was Sean Suter, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure, um, later on. But um, all in all, um, excellent. You know, you know, I thought it was an excellent performance. John Berthaw, he he nailed it, and um, just just uh, Wayne Jenkins' whole attitude. And I, and I've heard interviews with with Wayne Jenkins, and and that's. That's kind of, that's just pretty much how he is. Even after he pled guilty, he's just like, "Yeah, I, I didn't actually do it, but you pled guilty, and you're you're serving twenty five years. Like, <laughs> you did it, you, you know. Uh, just the way they open up the show with that, and just the disbelief by, um, you know, the agents that that are interviewing him. Just like this guy, he he's delusional. Like, they're like everybody rolled on you, and and you're just like, no, you didn't do you didn't do anything. Okay, all right, um, but they're yeah, all lying. They, uh, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but the way they wrapped everything up, uh, perfect, um, or near perfect, I, I would say. I, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Deshaun? Um, yeah, I really liked how they wrapped everything. Uh, it didn't leave me with any questions, which was big for me. Like, you don't want a show to finish, especially when they say it's the series finale, and then you still got unanswered questions. So they pretty much 
you know, closed a chapter on everyone's story, um, kind of gave the disclaimer about what happened to him. So that was pretty dope. Uh, and again, just, you know, you can't say enough about the performances of not only John Berthold, but like all these um, actors, this entire ensemble. So props to all of them. Hand up. I love the episode. Yeah, um, I think they wrapped it up just right, except for a couple of loose ends, like Jose said. It's certain things that we have questions about that we'll get into later. But I just love how it the whole series just encompassed the corruption inside the police force and the politicians, how they kind of go hand in hand and what this city is all about. All right, man. Thank you, Hendo. Thank you, guys. All right, so to my thoughts, man, I love this, man. I love the series, man. See, here's the thing, man. The reason I watch the show is that I think, like most of us here, uh, we're we're wire fans. Uh, except Caleb, he's never seen it. Mm. Um, yeah, I know. Well, finish it. That's finish it, man. Okay. Bro, enjoy it at your own pace. Don't let Ferris man. bully you. Yeah, really. <laughs> I know. I will. I will. I will bully you. Okay. We know. It's it's like it's like Young Justice, Caleb. I, I I've never steered you wrong. You see. I was watching that before you said anything. We talking about? I, I don't accept that answer. Uh, it doesn't fit my narrative. Um, so no, but like CC, dude, like, dude, they were like, they're like, David Simon, Baltimore, cop show. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Duh. Like, no, no, no. Then I find out there's a book about it. I'm gonna buy the book actually. I'm gonna buy the book. By the way, Justin Fenton, I think, has another cameo, or either his name or him. I don't know. Yeah, he's who. in there. Yeah, he's in there. Um, yeah. I love the show, man. I love the show. And here's the thing, man. I knew nothing about this thing. You know, man, I, I ain't from Baltimore. I don't know any of these people. And then talking to y'all saying, yo, John Bernthal, that homie from Dundalk, straight up. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I agree. You know, I learned yeah, about yeah. Bernthal. He's actually, he's born in D.C. and raised in Maryland. He's raised in uh, Montgomery yeah. County. Yeah, so, he was. He, he wasn't that yeah. far away from it, you know. Uh, which you know, kind of you know, him, him and Josh Charles are yeah. are, are natives. Um, then there's a bunch of other um, wires, Allers. Well, um, Allers, he's he's from DC, and yeah. so is um, what is his name, Seth Hurwitz, mm. the one who got caught with the drugs, who uh, the bail bondsman. Oh, the bail bondsman. Oh, yeah, he's from he's from um. DC, and he actually got arrested. Oh, dude, for real? Yeah, he got he owned a club, and uh, he went to get a massage. And he told the young lady, you know, if you want a little bigger tip, go a little bit higher. So they oh, got him God, for soliciting no. the prostitute. But he was a millionaire, like, early on in his life. Wow. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Montgomery County. So, a lot of, a lot of, uh, your dudes need to just get the massage and get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what they should do. Just get the goddamn massage and leave. All right? Sean Watson. Piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, no, no, but here's the thing. I, I, I love the show, right? And here's the thing about um that dude, man. I, you know what? My biggest, my biggest, my, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about favorite things a little later on. My favorite thing is like how like these guys are just like wearing Ravens memorabilia throughout the entire show. <laughs> I hate that all the assholes are wearing Ravens shirts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like all, all the white dudes are, dude, dude, straight up like like the, the guy, um, the bell bossman just is wearing a Ray Lewis jersey. He's just like, yep. he's just, I'm wearing, I was like. <laughs> yeah, it's a Raven. It's Raven's that's, town. That's how it it's, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, it's it really like it's crazy. But now let's break it down, though, Jose. You brought up you brought up the interview with at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah. When they were talking to him and like how he's delusional and he's like basically like, they're all lying. I ain't done shit. 
They're liars. All of them. Every, all 10 of them are lying. Yeah, all 12 of them are lying. Exactly. Like, I didn't do nothing. And then, and then he then starts, and then he, and then he specifies a certain event. He says, I didn't plant those drugs in the Umar Burley case. That wasn't me. He, he did, he, he, he denied everything like categorically, like I didn't do anything, but then he specified on that case. I didn't, he brought up that case personally. I didn't do that. He could have said, I didn't beat up that guy at Belvedere Towers. I didn't, I didn't beat up, I didn't steal the money from the, uh, from the, from the little person's stripper. He didn't specify any of that stuff, but he specified the Umar Burley stuff. This is the thing that they, they kind of left open-ended because I don't think in real life they ever explained it. But yeah, like, yeah. I, I, have, I have a little detail on, on All right, that. Me, and I, 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 I heard it because I listened to a podcast. Umar Burley, so that case, um, I think I think they they mixed that one up with another one. Uh, like they kind of kind of combined those two incidents right. together because in the Umar Burley one, if I'm correct, that's the gentleman that um, they just straight up robbed him, right? And they didn't report it. Like and and Umar Burley, they interviewed him at the time, and they, he said like he didn't even know who robbed him. Like he just know he was being chased. It was at nighttime. Uh, they crashed his car, and he got knocked out. And when he woke up, his money was just gone, and he had a he had a, a broken jaw. His jaw was wide shut for a, a couple months. Lost his job. Um, you know, I think he's about to get evicted. All that stuff, and he found out that police were involved but he didn't know who it was so he had to start canvassing the area going door to door asking people did you see anything did you, you know like did you see like you know what happened and oh, i'm cutting out here um and that's how he kind of started putting putting things together that way um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean he you know none of these none of these people ever got their money back but <laughs> but in that that case uh particular i don't think his was the one he got drugs planted on I could be wrong, but that that name sounded familiar. That that sounded like the person that actually just got robbed. But there was another case like that where they just planted drugs. I mean, there's, there's a lot of cases where they planted drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, thank you. I, didn't, I actually didn't know that. I was like, thank you. Well, now let's go around the horn. Like, what did y'all think about? Like, what were your th- like theories, thoughts on like why he specified that case in the show? Let's go to you, Hendo. So. When I first when he first brought it out, you know, and they kept saying it, I was just like, why do they keep going back to this case? Why would he specify this one case? But then thinking about it, I think it w- it has to do with his ego and his conscience and with everybody calling him a dirty cop and saying he's this and that because somebody died in that instance. He didn't want that on his conscience. He didn't want that man's death to be unjustified and it be an uh, invalid traffic stop. So he was justifying that killing by saying, oh, yeah, I thought he had drugs, but it wasn't me who planted it. So that's the the reason that I came up with. Mm-hmm. Jose, um, Deshaun? Um, yeah, similar to what Hendo said, I really think it was something in his subconscious, really, that was saying, look, I know I did everything else. And I think that's kind of why he, the guilty plea, even though he came back and categorically denies everything, but it's like, in his, in his heart of hearts, he knows he did everything except that. And I think also, <clears throat> and maybe this is a little bit of a reach, but he also was aware of all the other cops that they had, you know, there like Ram and Gondo and, you know, all these other dudes. But I'm pretty sure he didn't see Sean Sewer in the mix. And he was prop. that's probably just his way of saying, oh, y'all forgot one or something like that. Or maybe it was the writer's way of 
tying those stories in together because, you know, sometimes they'll do that for, you know, plot purposes too. So it could be a number of things, but I do think in his heart of hearts, like Hendel said, he knows he didn't do that one. So he wanted to like let it be known, like, at the end of the day, I might have done a lot of stuff, but that's not one of them. Uh, Caleb. Yeah, I mean, he he could not have done that one, but he could, he wasn't the, physically the person that put the in drugs, even though he didn't know about it. That's why he knew he planted the drugs. So he's still involved in it. So it didn't matter if he didn't do it. He still knew about it. He knew that John Suter planned the drugs. So I, I don't like it. Didn't really make sense whether he knew about it or not. That saying that he knew about it, well, you're still involved. That means you still knew knew that he planted the drugs. So. That was just weird to me um, um, that he pointed out that specific case. He's done so many other bad things. I, but that was because somebody died. So yeah. I think I think yeah, that's the only I think that's the only difference. Yeah, but somebody, I mean, a lot of other people died. In a certain well, they, but the, but these were innocent got, people. Got hurt. These were innocent people, not drug dealers. Yeah. So I think, oh, that, yeah, and they true. were actually it was actually an older couple. So I think yeah. that that weighed heavy on them. Yeah, just because so, they're like an innocent old couple, really kind of screwed them up with Jose. No, so I, I I pulled up the story. Actually, he was the one that they, they planted drugs on, him and his friend, uh, and he got an $8 million settlement. Uh, what's interesting, I, and, and they I, I figured they leave this out, um, he actually went back to prison <laughs> after uh, he received a settlement uh, for attempted murder. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. See, people are, people are multi-layered. He, but he <laughs> served some time. So they're saying he served... He served a few years in prison for that for that case. And oh, have a nice day, Jose. Thank you very much for coming. Um, well, no, now well, let's you know when he gets back, we'll we'll talk about it more with him. Uh, but now I just want to, I when he, we'll finish that, I just want to move on to. Uh, I want to like this little scene where he's like they're chasing someone and he throws the gun away, and like the guy's like, "Hey man, can I call somebody to you know tell him to <laughs> Tell him I'm in jail, and he's like, "All right, fine, I got you, man. I'm, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you call somebody." He then, he then, he, he he's like, he's be, he's like being a very nice cop, and you're like, "Okay, all right, I don't know why he's doing this." And the guy says, "Yo, man, cops planted a gun on me. Yo, man," and he's like, "Yo, what? What are you? What are you doing?" You know what I mean? And then like that weird juxtaposition, Hendo and guys, and that like he's like he doesn't think he's a bad cop. <laughs> he's like, "I'm a good cop. I am a clean." Cop, I do nothing wrong. And then him getting visibly, visibly and viscerally upset that that a Baltimore resident accused him of planning something, making him a dirty cop. That's fascinating to me. Like that's that's some like psychological, like either he's lying to himself or he really believes this stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's be it's beyond me. Like Let's go to you, Caleb. Like when you were watching that scene, like this man was like he was like, "How dare you accuse me of planting a gun? Like how dare you?" Even though he's done it before, in the in the episode where the guy's caught, flipped over and he had like a broken arm. Like what were you thinking, Caleb? Well, this was during the time he was already being investigated. And he already knew he was being investigated and all his crew. Uh, I think that's what made him, you know, turn to, um, to that attitude. And he was tired of getting, made, uh, you know, tired of having people talk behind his back, telling him he's a dirty cop or tell him to his face that he was a dirty cop. And that, that's why he kind of had this reaction like, no, nah, I do things by the book. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i not a dirty cop. He wanted to prove that he wasn't a dirty cop because he just was 
you know, tired of all these people saying he was, even though he was. So that's like a weird, it's a weird thing about him that he like he doesn't want to be portrayed as that when he is that. Like I don't know how you do these things and not think you you're a dirty cop. Like that's crazy to me. Sean. Um. <clears throat> yeah, that was that was real interesting to me because. And, and I know this show kind of flips between time periods a lot, so I'm curious to go back and see, like, what time place that, you know, what time that took place in because okay, it seemed you. like it was, um, it was good, bro. <laughs> uh, it seemed like uh, it was during the time, like Caleb said, when he was being investigated, like it was the post Freddie Gray, I'm pretty sure, and it was like tensions was high. You know, police was feeling like they really couldn't do their job without people recording them and accusing them of brutality. And then um, I think all that stuff was kind of accumulating. And then along with him always being called down to the courtrooms and, you know, the um, district attorneys or attorneys for the um, defense attorney, excuse me, uh, you know, saying he's a dirty cop and stuff like that. I think all that stuff kind of just accumulated over time. And you know what I'm saying? In his mind, he thinks he's doing, like, the best he can because he thinks he's doing his job. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think he self-brainwashed himself. Um, Like, after a long enough time of just always doing stuff and getting away with it, you believe that you're untouchable and that you're in the right in what you're doing, even though it's wrong. Hand up. Yeah, it's it's called compartmentalization. He uh he kind of breaks things down to himself, and even through his conversations that he's had, he's like, "Yeah, they say I'm a dirty cop, but I'm not that dirty cop." Like there's supposed to be certain levels to the criminality of what he's doing. Um, after being told by certain entities, uh, judges, politicians, co-workers, superiors, that you know we know that you're stealing, we know that you're doing dealing drugs, it kind of gets to him that 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 his facade of being this super cop is being unveiled. And I don't think that he can handle all the pressure of not being that man. Real quick. You want to know what it reminds me of? Um, That show, the boys on Amazon in a similar (laughs) way where like Homelander is this Mm -hmm. big bravado and he's like the symbol of hope and peace. And then in reality, he's an asshole. Exactly. He's an asshole. He's a killer. And, then when that stuff gets exposed, I'm not going to spoil the show, but like it, you see how hard it is for them to handle like that exposure to who they really are. Yeah, because they've been lying to themselves for years, and they had a way of life now that the the reality comes through. They don't know how to handle reality because they lived in a fantasy world where everybody loved them and they were the cream of the crap. You know what I mean? And then when it, when it, when it, when they find out that the cream is spoiled, no one wants it. They throw it away. Hmm. Jose. What about you, my man? Can't hear you, Jose. Now you can hear me. Yes, yes, we can. <laughs> uh, Homelander is a psychopath, right? Yeah. John, uh, um, Wayne Jenkins is a psychopath or a sociopath, you know, one, one of those two. Um, he does these things um, without any regard for, you know, human emotion or, or, or your know, feelings or, or you know, um, how it affects their lives because he's always going to put himself first. And like I said, I've, I've listened to interviews of him in, in prison and in his mind, he, he thinks he's, he still thinks he's a, he was a good cop and he was doing the right thing. And he was putting away bad guys because that's, that's another thing that we talked about. Um, 
how you know black people are viewed in these in these areas they're viewed as all bad right they're all doing drugs they're all involved in crime and it's our job like we have to we have to do it this way to keep the the city safe and and that's the kind that's one of the, the points that they kind of hinted at on the show that i didn't appreciate is that you know um you know this kind of hurt the department's uh um ability to police and crime went up after you know there's been like a, a, a little bit of stoppage in in uh in police uh, uh um activity right when when they kind of slowed down hiring and and them just putting uh, uh people on the streets to make it seem like when there's not cops on the streets there's no crime but that's just not true when there's more cops on the streets they they uh they put more people away they mm-hmm. fudge the numbers but they're not stopping anything they're not preventing anything they mm-hmm. just they just you know they they make more arrests they might quiet the streets for a little bit just for appearance's sake but they're not actually doing anything mm-hmm. that's the that's the problem so yeah cuz cuz here's the thing about this bro crime is going to happen i mean it's going to happen robbery murder you know you know whatever name it it's going to happen the thing is cops like he's the thing cops don't understand like they want good numbers right and if they don't but the problem is they don't want honest numbers they just want numbers you know what i mean honest numbers where like you actually get the right person you know people actually help you get the right person you have a connection to the community that you can go to someone in the community be like hey hey man where were you on blah 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 are you okay hey man you saw what happened okay hey man all right give me give me like now it's like yo don't even fucking don't talk to me dog I don't even, don't even talk to me. Don't even, don't, like, get away from me. Like, like the old dude who, like, yelled at Sean Suter for being a cop. It's like, hey, man, I know you. You a jump out boy. Yeah. I know you. I know who you are. Like, he he he, he he's so angry at the, the officers, he didn't even want to talk to them. He was like, you know what? I'll talk to you, but I'll just yell at you and say you're a piece of shit. That's how much I hate you people. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that's how much they don't like. That's how much the people in that neighborhood don't like cops. They don't even want to like, talk to them. Like, sometimes people... They just don't want to talk to cops like yo, just don't talk to me, bro. You know what I mean? But these people were like, you know what? I'm gonna talk to you, but I'm gonna tell you what you don't want to hear. You're a piece of shit. That's what you are. You're a horrible person. And speaking of horrible people, the craziness of Wayne Jenkins. Let me tell you what. When when the, when his lawyers in the room telling him, Jenkins like, yo, everybody gonna stay quiet. We we good. We good. Everybody gonna stay quiet. No one's talking. And his lawyers like, everyone's talking. <laughs> and Wayne is like. Wayne is like this. He's like, what you trying to say? Everyone's writing you out. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean everyone's talking? This man doesn't know how federal prosecutions work. The way federal prosecutions always work is that someone always snitched on somebody because for a better deal. Yeah. Exactly. And this man was like, no, nah, man, ain't no one talking. And then they, I love how they're like, he's like, he's like, I'll go on the stand. I'll go on the stand. I'll tell my story. My story will hold, which is which is foreboding for the following scene in the courthouse that we're going to talk about, which I find extremely fascinating. And then they generally cut to all the, all the, all his cops, all of them, all of them, <laughs> Hendrix, Gondo, Rayum, uh, Maurice, where they're all saying, yo, he keeps telling us to stay quiet, stay calm. I, I, I ain't listening to that mother love him and forget him. And I think Hendrix is like, hey, man, I, I've been trying to get away from Wayne Jenkins for a while now. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, this dude is like been like, yo, screw this. 
Because Hendrick said first it was about the money. We just get money. That's it. You know, but like you everybody took money. You're in an entire task force with cops that were dirty in other units that got transferred out for doing jacked up stuff in other divisions. You're basically mm -hmm. in a room filled with corrupt and dirty criminals and you think you can trust them? Yeah. What's your life? Yeah. Okay. There's no there's no honor among thieves. He thought there was honor. No, you're all thieves. You're all dirty cops. What episode was it? Was it the second episode when Rain Jenkins was passing the other cop in the uh when he's going to interview with the people and Rain Jenkins telling them, Hey, don't don't say anything to him. Don't 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 say anything. He's like, Yeah, okay. And as soon as he get as soon as he got in there, he's like, All right, let's get this started. It's like it's like he's like he's like, Hey, by the way, you know. I just no, he's like, I just passed Wayne Jenkins in, 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 the, in the hall. He's telling me, he's telling me not to say anything. You might want to keep him away from the other cops. Like, yeah. they, they were giving everything up. But everything. The, cra the crazy part yeah. was when they were in the bar, and Ram was like, Cops are a bunch of snitches. They yeah. tell everything. Like, he told Jenkins, We tell everything. When we get caught, we're going to snitch. When we get caught, we're going to snitch. Like, that's how certain cops get away with some of the stuff that they've done. They've snitched on other cops, and they stop being cops, and they become like, Private investigators or security men. No, no, know, no. They they stop being cops in that town. Yes, in that town. Yeah. You can you can move you can move jurisdictions and still be a cop. Like you can kill somebody, get fired in Oklahoma, but you go to Texas and they'll hire you. Like that's the crazy yeah. part about policing. Yeah. Right, so 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 yeah. So like the bad cops in L.A. they get transferred to Fresno. Like you just yeah. go a couple towns over. Like that's crazy. Yeah. So well, yeah, no, because I want to want your thoughts on okay. So like when they cut to like all all his his part like his crewmates basically ratting him out, and they were specified on one thing. They're like, we took money all the time. Money was money. It's cool. We 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 that's what we did. But the drugs, drugs was different. We we could we couldn't handle the drugs. That's where they draw. That's where they drew the line. These criminals drew the line at drugs, guys. They're like, we can't do the drugs. The money. Well, because. But they Hendo, know it. They see what it does to people every time, yeah. all the time. It's like they Hendo, see it firsthand. Yeah. Exactly. So, Hendo, you, you had a visceral reaction to me saying that. Why? Uh, only because of Gondo. Like, his homeboy was a drug dealer. Like, Shropshire, he was a drug yeah. dealer. And that was your man. You would tip him off. Y'all hung out. Y'all did things together. Now, Gondo was one of the only ones, possibly, that I think may have been in the drugs as well. Because... You can't be that tight with old boy spending all this money being flashy like drug dealers and not be mm -hmm. doing the same thing. And I think part of that was they was all like in the mindset, I don't do none of those drugs and stuff. Whereas though the guy that you saw Wayne Jenkins um selling the drugs or giving the drugs to the um strip club owner, you see he sniffed that stuff all the time. So it's like mm -hmm. I think that was part of why they was, you know, drawing that line there is because that's some shit they just flat out didn't do. Caleb, your thoughts on that, bro? Oh, my bad, uh, Caleb, your thoughts on that, bro? Yeah, yeah, that was crazy because uh, even he, one of the guys even said, like, yeah, I can't do it because, like, he even started asking my family members, you know, so judge. He was like, hell no, man. That's my family. What you doing? What you thinking? That's like, crazy. Yeah. It's like it's Hendrix. Don't even... Hendrix. Hendrix, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you like, you just don't even care. Like, you just uh, try to try it. Get more money, like I mean, he's he's not even satisfied with just you know stealing them, stealing them, their money. He just he has to sell drugs and so you make even more money. So, like shit, like when when you, when the hell are you satisfied? You know. But think about who again. Think about who he's asking. He asked Herschel if he had any family members. Uh, that, that's all, right? Like that's 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 how they think about you, right? And um, 
And even for Gondo, you know, like like to Hannah's point, like yeah, your your friend is a major drug dealer, but even for Gondo, I can see how it'd be a little jarring for him. Like, well, okay, yes, that's what my friend does, you know. But we're cops, okay? We're taking money, whatever. But now, like, we're taking the drugs, and you know, we used to just dump it over on the side, but now you're keeping it, and now you're pushing it, and not just pushing it, like a lot of it, because his friend that he was giving it to. Has so much of it he couldn't even. He couldn't <laughs> it. And, I, and I've heard I've heard an interview with him of, of the of the real guy too, and he said it. he's just like he he stole so much, and brought so much stuff to me like stuff that I didn't even know how to sell. I'm just like, well, what do you want me to do with this? And he's like, just sell it, right? Like I don't like even you, know what the asking price for this yeah. is. <laughs> and that guy dealt with other cartels. He's just like, how am I going to explain to them? <laughs> you know. Um, Actually, I can't sell your stuff because I'm stealing it from you know from these mm-hmm. other these other raids. You know what I'm saying? Like he was walking a thin line. He just like you're giving me too much. It was only supposed to be a little little, but you're giving me too much. Think about that. <laughs> this guy's used to moving keys, keys yep. and stuff, right? And he's saying you're giving me too much. I cannot move it. That's, That's insane. insane. He should have invested in the storage unit. It's like I got millions in the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the crazy it. part. Like, oh, you missed the spot. <laughs> like, missed that, like, oh yeah, yeah. Most all these people are just giving up everything. Like, it's just you know, I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you everything. Like, it's this, it's nothing. But he was happy, yeah, go lucky. He was just like, yeah, hey guys, I, I, hey, we're not gonna talk about that. Let's talk about the real stuff. Let's talk yeah. about why you really here. I don't want you don't want to know why we're friends and or how long. And yeah, that's the thing, Jose, you brought it up. He's working with the cartel. I didn't even think about that. So you're stealing the cartel's drugs, and back. now I'm working with the cops to sell your stuff back after they didn't stole it from you. Like he probably felt safer in jail. That's probably why he was. He looked so happy. Yeah. <laughs> like get me inside these four concrete walls with some protection. <laughs> yeah, put put me at like a, at like a level three prison where I can go outside, you know, put, feel the sun on my face, and play some p- computer games. Don't put me in the pan. Because if you put me in the pan, I ain't surviving. So I'm going to tell you everything. That's how it was. He was like, I got to give me a good deal here. Uh, so, guys, I want to, I just like, I just find it like, you know, he was like, he was like, oh, y'all missed the, y'all missed the, the, the four packs of heroin behind the water heater. I'm like, what the hell? It's just, he's like, he just says it. And I'm like, yo, these people are like, yeah, I'm ratting you out. I don't care. And they were like, thank, thank, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, literally, man, like, like when you watch bro, these, like they they ever had. <laughs> literally, bro, dude, like, no offense, bro, these federal prosecutors had probably the easiest job in federal prosecutor history. It was like Christmas just, for them. It was, oh my, it was, bro, it was Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Eid, um, Fourth of July, all Everything. wrapped into. It was, oh my, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, like literally, dude, where I'm like listening to um. Like, like she's listening to um, Gondo talk to Brill, and they're talking about drugs on the phone. And then he finally switches to like, "No, nah, hey man, hey man, switch it to Facetime, bro. Facetime, Facetime." And then like, then they, I'm like, "Dude, they already got you." Yeah. They already. What are you? What are you talking about? First of all, that, that this case was so easy that that lady was playing a flute at work. That's how easy this case was. I'm like, damn, really? <laughs> dude, oh my god, I, like I could be a federal prosecutor if this is how easy this goddamn job is. Like, oh yeah. my god, bro, they gave him everything. 
Dude, like, bro, they subpoenaed, dude, here's the thing. Like, they're public records, and they lied on public records. Like, like cop reports are public records. And they out here lying on public records. Body cam is public record. Homie beat a man and interrogated a man for 45 minutes. And then after the camera shut off, I mean, like, dude, that's shady. Like, bro, like, these, right. like, like, you know crazy? Thing, bro? It's, what, what is crazy? Crazier than that? <laughs> crazy, what we just crazier. Saw. Think about it, right? Because they are a gang, right? Yes. They are a gang. They, you know, they, they don't want to see themselves that way, but they, they are a very sophisticated, organized Biggest crime. Well organized crime. Right. Usually the guy at the top is the one that makes the plea deals and rats out other people, right? Uh -huh. people at the bottom. Every person under Wayne Jenkins, because he is the head of this, right? Mm -hmm. Every person under Wayne Jenkins got less time by ratting him out. They put it all on him. He got the longest mm -hmm. sentence. He got 25 years. I mean, yeah. part of it is because he didn't he didn't take any plea deal. He thought he thought somebody would protect me. But every last person dimed him out, right? Except Allers. Yeah, Allers. Allers is. But, they oh, yeah. Two, Allers. but they were two separate. But they were two separate because Allers started. He started oh, the division. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's my – listen, Allers, he – listen, he said, I'm accepting everything that you give me. I'm not snitching. I'm not telling y'all nothing. Just bring it. That's yeah, true. Yeah. And everyone else it definitely like, brought it, though. I don't think Hersel <laughs> uh, said anything either. He thought he – he thought he was going to get off on some technicality. He got 18 years. 18. Yeah, I wanted him, Herschel him, him more times. Him and that guy, the guy with Herschel, they didn't talk. Like, they didn't mm -hmm. talk. The yeah. people who talked were Hendricks, Gondo, Ram, and Maurice. Them four. Yeah. Them four, they ratted, like, they ratted them out. But uh, but now let's, let's transition, you know. That scene in the courthouse with that defense attorney, that was, that, was, that was really fascinating because, you know, they talk about how, like, and then, like, he kind of put the nail on his coffin when he said we surrounded the car, and then the defense was like, "Got you, boom, here it is." And then he gets the guy off, but then like they have this conversation in the hallway where it's like, where he's like, "Yo, Jenkins, you know why this court this this, <clears throat> this damn case didn't go federal? This man had eight kilos of cocaine with him. Why didn't it go federal? You know why? Because they don't want to touch your ass. Because they know you dirty. Like they ain't stupid." Why do you think I beat you always in court? You think it's you think it's hard for to beat y'all in court? No, I just got to wait for y'all to say something stupid, like surrounding the cop car, which is uh, what, what did he call it? What did he call it? illegal? What? What did he call it? Yeah, detainment. Detainment. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, bro, like, like you're easy money, bro. You're easy money, like. Beating you in court is easy stats for me, and I get to charge more because I always beat you because you are horrible at your job. They're not good cops, guys. I want to get you guys' thoughts on that. This defense attorney is basically telling him the truth. Like this is why I beat you all the time. This is why you, your cases always stay stay in the the county or the city or the state the house office because Stevens, the guy he arrested, had eight kilos. That's federal. That's federal weight. And they were like, they were like, no, we don't want to touch it, even though like, even though the federal government loves to get people on federal weight, and they love to put the drugs on the table. That's their motto: drugs on the table. I want drugs on the table. I want guns on the table. We want that big old, you know, like like when they arrest a cartel member and they got like, like they want the that media. They want that media. Yeah, yeah, they want that. But they were like, but even we don't more want than this. that, they love looking good, and you can't exactly. look good if you got a dirty cop, you know, making exactly. the arrest. Mm -hmm. Now, Deshaun, thank you for saying that. Give me your thoughts on that scene where the defense attorney is basically like laying into him, like, "Dude, you're an idiot." What yeah, your because 
because this whole mindset Wayne Jenkins had was once again like Homelander. I'm I'm the shit. I'm the very best of the best. Everybody loves me. And now <laughs> when you get this uh, attorney who pulls you to the side and basically bursts your bubble and saying, fam, nobody likes you. Everybody knows that you suck at your job and that, you know, you're a dirty cop. And this whole time, you know, he thought everyone loved him because, you know, he was putting up, you know, numbers and, you know, basically thinking about it from an analytics point of view. But in reality, everybody thinks he sucks at his job. And this attorney basically pulled him back into reality and told him the hard truth and he couldn't accept it. And I think that's what sort of um, spiraled him into, you know, present day Wayne Jenkins. Or not present day, but during the story, present day Wayne Jenkins. Mm -hmm. Jose, your thoughts? That part where he's uh, he's recounting the story when he pulled somebody over or not, or they chase they chase down somebody, and the guy threw away the gun, and he, he's giving them the phone to make a phone call, and the guy's like, "Oh, they playing the gun on me," and he's giving his speech about, "We don't do that. We police straight up and everything," and they just like they just look at him like, "Are you serious?" The last dude that says we don't do that, we police straight up. You got him transferred. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think, but yeah, I, I think he kind of. He he did such a good job of telling this lie that he ended up lying to himself somewhat, and some of the, some of this BS that he he believed himself. Um, but more so, I think he just believed those guys had his back because the, the for sure he he would tell you without without it you know him lying. He 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 felt like he had everybody's back. Every cop there, he felt like he you know he had their back. He protected them. He looked out for them and. You know, look, he's putting money in their pockets. You know, he's giving them all kinds of overtime, all, all this stuff. He took care of them. I feel like he felt like they're not going to roll over on me. Not not that easily anyway. You know. Hendo, your thoughts, my man? Yeah, I thought that was a, a very powerful scene for the simple fact that it's kind of, it's, it's the start of what destroyed his ego. You have this man that you're constantly losing to telling you, look, you're so bad at what you do. I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to tell you why you keep losing. And it hurt his feelings. And also, it also goes back to when I said before, police don't know the law. And he's in court just telling on himself. And that's why cases get thrown out because the cops don't know the law. They don't know procedures. And and the cases just get thrown out because of that reason. It's yeah. because they go in with the mindset of fuck everything they learn in the academy. Yep. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's losing all these cases, and that's his big thing is to put up numbers. And if all his uh, cases we lose, he's not he's he's not that guy no more. He's not putting up numbers because everybody thinks he's dirty. All the lawyers, lawyers dirty. It's all their clients knows he's dirty. It's all the all the lawyers' clients have dealt with this dude and knows what he's doing. So he, he can't he can't win no more. So he, he he's not Wayne Jenkins no more. He's, he's losing, so that's why he had such a reaction later on, where he's saying, "I gotta do everything in my book." No, I can't. Uh, I'm trying to be a good cop, uh, so I can, you know, get, uh, you know, start winning some cases. But it, it's, it's too late now. You, you already got your reputation. But, but you know, you know what the the problem is there, Caleb. Um, and this is why you keep, we keep having this issue in, in cities like this: is that um, cops make the arrests, they get to close their case, and their numbers are up. Mm -hmm. Prosecutors, they're, they're, that's a separate that's a separate issue that doesn't affect 
police. It's two budget. stats in one. It's two right. stats in one. So prosecutors gonna say, you know, you're giving me BS here, right? Um, you gotta work with us. But they they don't have to. They get their numbers, they get their arrests, they get their bus, they put drugs and money on the table, they get their PR moment, and the police get gets a bigger budget, right? The prosecutors are the ones that are stuck with these cases that they have to drop a lot of times, mm-hmm. or you know, go back and 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 you know, and, and, and drop cases, and, and and they have a headache with it. But that's not somebody like like Wayne Jenkins. Like his his superiors aren't going to uh, bat an eye at that because it doesn't concern them. You know, but he, um, he does he does talk about when 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 he's talking to the his other fellow cops, he does talk about we put away this many cases. So I just brought mm-hmm. that back. But yeah, but cases. Like on their end, right? So that made it so, to court. Yes, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's that's what case is. Yeah. So and like, so like when Sean Suter, like he makes an arrest, you know, he closes he closes that case, right? But when it gets to court and nobody's going to, uh, no, you know, they can't get jurors, right? That's not that doesn't affect his case. The case is not reopened. His case is closed. He they found their suspect that they they believed did it. They made the arrest. Case closed on their and end. Another problem is a lot of times the cops don't show up. And that's how these prosecutors lose their case because cops just don't show up. But I think for Jenkins, I think for him, he's like, you know what? It really doesn't matter because he told the dude while he was walking out of court, I'll catch you later. So mm-hmm. he's already stolen drugs off of him the first time. So he's like, I'll just catch you again, steal more drugs and money off of you and keep it moving. Plus, that's another um, that's more overtime for him because every time he goes to court, cops get paid court fees. So it's free overtime. So they're like, listen, I'll keep arresting the same dude over and over again. Y'all don't have to convict him. Here's the thing. I have a question. So, like, if you arrest him on drug charges, and then like you arrest him again on drug charges, it's not double jeopardy. No, because no. if it's two separate instances. Okay. Yeah. Right. You can't arrest. You can't. You can't prosecute him again for the same case. So, like, if okay. if if you found him not guilty for this particular uh, case, and then some new evidence comes out that show he might be guilty, you can't go back and prosecute him again. Yeah. Okay. But like if you, but case. if you, yeah, but if you like, but like a week, a week later, you find him again with eight kilos of cocaine. But you, you gotta realize, it. but you gotta realize, yeah. we already took the first eight, so yeah. this is a whole different eight. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, guys, I want to transition to something. I think I think it's probably one of the most powerful scenes in the, in the in the episode. It's uh with Nicole Steele talking to the police academy. Speaking of someone who knows the law, the police academy teacher who teaches the cops the law, um, um, uh, Gabler. And he 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 says very simple. He's reading her consent decree. He's talking about like, oh, it's very immense. Blah 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 blah. It's very good. Cool with you. Right, but then he, then he says this. But you're missing something. You're you're missing something. And she's like and she's like before. I was like, what are we what are we missing? Like, what the hell you mean? What, what are we missing? And he's like, what do cops do? And she's like, arrest everybody. No no no. What do they do? What 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 is their purpose now? And he brings up the war on drugs. And he says. Is the U.S. government and the cops are are they going to admit that they've lost the war? That's when real change is going to start. When they admit that they've, they can reassess and attack. So, like, he says, are they going to admit they lost? Like, like when like when they when they admit that they lost, they can do real. So when y'all were watching that scene, guys, what were you guys' thoughts on what he was saying? Is he freezing up on, on your guys' end? Yeah, yeah, he's freezing on me too. Okay, but I, I, I get his question though. His question yeah. is, is about um yeah. uh, that, that that 
scene. And yeah, because yeah, that's the thing, right? The war on drugs is something that I believe uh, the Reagan administration, uh, they coined they, they that phrase. And I don't think there needs to be an admission that that they lost the drug war. I think they need to admit that there is no war on drugs, right? There, 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 there is no war. There's never been a war. Uh, we've always been in business. You know, uh, we've always been in the drug business and we've always been in business with drug dealers, mm-hmm. whether you want to talk about cartels, you want to talk about pharmaceutical in, uh, uh, industries, like we've oh, always man. been in business with it. And this is just another aspect of it. Um, things didn't, you know, they didn't play out the way we planned it to, not all the way, but we're making enough money to where we don't want to make any changes to it. Cause that's, that's what we're talking about. Uh, these people that, that, that are in charge of the city do not want to make any changes because everybody at the top is making money off of it. They just want, they don't want to be uh, put in the spotlight on how they're doing it. So they'll, they'll move some things around. They'll do a consent decree because at the end of the day, they don't change. What are they going to do about it? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's just all, that's just all for, for appearances. You know, it doesn't mean anything, but it's still business as usual. Straight up. And I agree wholeheartedly. Like there was never a war on drugs. The only war you could argue there was, was a war on minority communities. But other than that, there was never really, they was never really worried about drugs. They just wanted a reason to mass incarcerate a lot of, you know, minorities. But my whole thing is, um, he says they have to admit that they lost the war. You got people who won't even admit we lost the Vietnam War, even Mm -hmm. though that was pretty clear and obvious. So it's like, I think that that was a powerful scene in that and that statement specifically about admitting they lost was huge because that's not what America is, especially this government. It's like they take pride in always, quote unquote, winning. That's why they tally up uh, casualty numbers. And if they had the lower casualty rate, regardless of how the war went, you know, they're going to assume that they won and they're going to claim that they won. So America's got this whole bravado and idea of being the winners all the time. And like he said, for them to admit that they lost, that'd be like giving up half of their wealth because their pride is their everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's for me, it's, it's a political ploy. Um, There was never really a war on drugs. It all started with uh, Nixon and he kind of championed that phrase because mm-hmm. he just wanted a reason to kind of arrest black people, infiltrate uh, gay and lesbian communities and hippies. Like that was his way of kind of breaking up that that group and making sure that they didn't exist. Then Reagan came back with it. But if we also look at it, the CIA brought LSD into the United States and tried to use it as a mind control drug. Like the government right now. The government has always been on in on this. They're the ones who allow it because we don't have planes to bring it in. They do. They allow it in. They allow the trafficking so that they can kind of steal the money and use it for other avenues. But like he said, the war on drugs is lost before it began because it really was no war. Yeah, the CIA's compliance with the cocaine, the cocaine Man. trafficking, the yeah, Iran Contras. Like it's it's yeah. it's just so many you instances in the past where like, the government has been involved with some shady stuff involving drugs. I, and yeah, they, 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 yeah, they, they know it's happening. They just like they just kind of like 
repurpose it into their own. We, we gave somebody yeah. an island. We gave somebody an island and planes to traffic their drugs from. Mm -hmm. Like it, like yeah. It's I mean, but like you said, um, in in this so called war with the civilian population, there have been too many casualties. Mm -hmm. Caleb, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know if it makes that much difference if he's if the politicians admit that they lost or not. I mean, the, the drugs are still illegal, so you can go still go out there and arrest people. So I don't think it really changes anything. People are still getting get arrested and go in prison for um, you know trafficking and selling drugs. So it doesn't really matter. Well, I th I think the I think the bigger um, the bigger point I, at least I took from what, what uh. Treat Williams is trying to say that the substitute is, is trying to say um, is that, you know, that, that, that leads to a bigger question. If, if we're not doing a war on drugs, then why are we criminalizing drugs? Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that is one thing that has changed in Baltimore. They've decriminalized uh, drugs to um, a certain amount, or at least marijuana, right. To, to a, a certain amount you're, you, you can carry without, um, risk of being like in prison mm -hmm. um but yes it, it, le it, it leads that question like why are we are putting putting people in prison and ruining ruining their lives if we're not actually trying to stop people from using drugs you right. know or selling drugs that's the point that they're trying to get to because you know these the, all these things factor into crime and violence in any place now it's not just baltimore anywhere okay. right you you know you you have these areas that are segregated uh, not just by race, but by resources. So you got to find other means to make money, right? Drugs are available, so you sell drugs. But drugs are also illegal, so you have that risk of, um, you know, incarceration. So when you get mm -hmm. incarcerated, you're not there for your family. And what happens to your family? You know, they grow up poor. They grow up struggling. That same system, and it's just a, it's just a ongoing thing. And then you know, because they're illegal, you have to find, you have to, you know, move about in a legal in an illegal manner to mm -hmm. sell this stuff which brings about violence right yep so mm -hmm. that all that stuff you know plays into it there's all kinds of things that you can do to really clean up crime and murders in the city that don't involve police work new amsterdam yeah yes yeah, but, but listen bunny colvin <laughs> but yeah i mean that was a it was a decent idea but if if the only problem that the government really has with drugs is that they can't tax it if you're selling it illegally, they can't get their portion of their cut of it. Mm -hmm. That's why they criminalize it. Um, but a drug dealer once told me, and I'll never forget this. He said, "Look, bro, I know you don't you don't approve of what I'm doing, but when have you ever seen a drug dealer push drugs on a person? When have you ever seen any advertisement for drugs? Never. never. People willingly come up and purchase it. If somebody, if a drug dealer, if I walk down the street and see a drug dealer today, and he like, yo, I got some blue tops, and I'm like, no, he like, all right, bro, have a good day." End of the transaction. That's the end of the discussion. Now, 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 now it's doctors that push it on you. <laughs> yep. You see it, right? With these dispensaries mm -hmm. and how much they tax, whereas like one gram of weed will cost you $10 on the street. Now it costs you like $26. Well, and well, hey, was John, is high. Yeah, no, exactly. So, so what happens in California, people are still buying their the weed on the street. And Cal and California wants you to buy them in the dispensaries. So what they did was, and I think in San Francisco... They dropped the tax. They dropped it. Mm. They dropped it. They dropped the tax because they because they wanted because because what happened was 
they found out some of the some of the street weed was laced, right? And they, they don't. They, 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 like that. yeah, that's, exactly. That's Baltimore. Yeah. Well, exactly. 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 So, yeah. yeah, and the spice and the synthetic marijuana that you know, like that. You know, hey man, did y'all ever hear about that story about the Auburn, the Auburn football players that did the spice? Mm-hmm. You ever heard about that? No. So what happens a couple of the football players did spice, which is synthetic marijuana, and they and they they started like they started going a little a little hallucination, and what it is, they tried to steal a safe out of a wall. So they tried to steal a safe out of the wall with their bare hands because they thought they were like Superman. So they're, they're trying to rip this safe like three of them trying to rip the safe out of this wall. Cops get called. Cops are coming through, and they hear the lights. And one of the Auburn players hears the lights, and he's, like, freaking out. He then jumps through the window, like, through a window. Like, it's still closed. He jumps through it. He breaks it, and he lands outside of the trailer home. And he just, like, lays there because it was kind of a high. And he, like, mm-hmm. what? Like, and, like, the cops arrest all four of them. And they find out that they're all on spice. Mm. And they're like, you're like, Whoa. Kim, the Kimdichi brothers, Robert and his and, and, and oh, Robert yes. Kimdichi was suspended for a couple of games at Old Miss yeah. for doing synthetic marijuana because mm. he yeah. tripped out, you know. So like that's you know they say that stuff really messes your brain up. If, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah man, it screws like, you up. It screws you up. It really. And as much I as did. them dispensaries be taxed, and it's low key worth that extra safety, knowing that you ain't gonna potentially. Mm-hmm. Get nothing now, here's, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing that I, I was having this conversation last night with one of my customers, right? And we were talking about drugs in America. And I'm like, all right, then the weed business in the individual states that, that sell weed, California, Colorado, Washington, it adds a lot to their economy. Like it's a lot of money. Like a lot. Like they have so much money that they can't like they have to buy like volts to like because it's not federal. You can't put it into a bank because still federally it's illegal. It's still federally illegal. Like technically, if I like if I had some weed on me, my state, my city cop can't arrest me. But let's just say a federal, let's say a federal agent's bored that day is like, I want to arrest somebody. He could arrest me still on federal drug charges. They're not yeah. going to because they're like, dude, you're 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 you you got a dime bag on you. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to go to court over a dime bag. Like I, I'm you know what I mean, because you know, because they're 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 not stupid, they're like it's a waste of my damn time. But if they want to, they could still. They could still arrest me on federal drug charges. But it's like a $10 billion industry. And you don't want money? Make it legal. You do, like here's the thing that here's the thing that it's it's not about the money with weed. It's about it's it's racial. Because it they is. still it's they still believe that if white women smoke weed, they're gonna fuck the black guys and they can't fuck yeah. us. It's that simple. Because they literally reformat yeah, someone in Congress, a doctor in Congress said. If we legalize weed, the white women ain't gonna love you no more. They gonna fuck the black guy. Pretty much. That's literally what the basis of of his study was. Well, listen, cocaine is high society. Exactly. Like they make cocaine, you believe yeah. anything. Yeah, exactly. It's bullshit. Like, like if I if I get caught with five grams of crack and someone gets caught with five grams of cocaine, mm-hmm. I get a longer sentence. Ten times. Ten times. Well, he he does he doesn't. So like, like bro, like. Don't insult my fucking tell you it's all racial, man. Because because yeah. if it wasn't racial and it was about money, weed would be legal. Because the only the only color I see is green. Well, and I want green. But you can see it was about you, money. I, it would have been legal. Right. Well, you can see with, with the opioid addictions. Back in the day when it was us, it was uh get yourself together, just, do just better. Say no. Right. Just say no, like, Hendo. Listen, now, just we say need no. To help. now it's well, like it's we need counseling. 
Well, even even had even the, the labels, right? Like you know, the crack epidemic, and this is and that. Now it's a op- opioid crisis. Now it's crisis. It's, it's, it's oh, it's right. a crisis. You know, this is something that's just happening to these communities, and the communities need help. Middle aged, middle aged suburban white ladies. Yeah, you know, no, y'all, y'all just up, like us, right? You, you're up, just man. getting high. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know. No, and two, and two, they're getting high. There's been a lot of white moms get high in the car, passing out with yep. a baby in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, yeah. but that lady needs help. That's a disease. That's something we need to take care of. Black mama, she criminal. Just say no. How dare you? Like, yeah. like you know, you know. Here's the thing. You know what I'm gonna say to them. You know what I'm gonna say to them. The OPR people. Hey guys, look at me. My name is Farish Magana. I care for you. Just say no. Just <laughs> say no. But it's so hard. It's so hard, but just, hey, you, Nancy Reagan, your guys's your guys's angel said, just say no. Just say no. Yeah. Just say oh, no. I just heard a story about Nancy Reagan. Oh, I know what story you heard. What Yeah. Hey, yo, man, Nancy Reagan. She got a little. She got a little dip to it. You know what I mean? Oh uh, man. Uh, man. She got a little dip to it. All right, so guys, Baltimore I, Street. Exactly. I, I just want to talk about like there's a lot of minutia that happened in this episode, but really like the big the biggest part happened at the end, and I think I want to give it enough time to talk about it because I think it's a it's a it's a lot of a lot of there's a lot of theories on what, what happened at the end, but I do want to bring up my favorite minutia part of this episode. It's not about Don. We already talked about Donald Stapp and how he just like ratted out, um, ratted out Wayne Jenkins. Like he's like you missed the you missed the coke behind yeah. the floorboard, or whatever. It's when the county cops arrest Brill. <laughs> and and he says, man, this this cruddy, man. This what y'all doing, man? Hey, man, just take my shit like Gladstone and keep it moving. Yep. Who the hell is Gladstone? The cop that arrested me last week. And you can just see the disgust on the county cops' faces. Like, what? These people. And I'm like, bro, I'm like you're a cop. You ain't got no right to be no moral high ground here, dog. But like, was, you, it, was, was it disgust or was it? Maybe I could get my wife a little something nice. Exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was one or the other, man. It was like, like, he's thing. like, I hate how they made the county cops like, like, these are real good cops. Like, hey, man, these cops, they're, they're, you know, well, that's, they're, that's how it's always done with the county and the city. The city's bad, the county's good. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, no, I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, fuck out here with this nonsense. Like, like, homie, like, kill Patrick and, and the other dude is like, oh, they make me sick. They mm-hmm. give us a bad name. We are officers of the law. You're a cop in Baltimore. Shut up. Right. Shut the hell up. Yo, man, like, like I know, I don't, like, I don't want to, like, yo, like, we, like, was that funny to y'all? Like, I'm sorry, man. That shit was hilarious. I'm like, bro, really? You gonna, you gonna take some moral high ground right now? Really? Pretty really, Kilpatrick? Come on, Kilpatrick. Kilpatrick, you look like a dirty cop. Ball headed, <laughs> got a five, like a, got like ball headed, got a five o'clock shave. Homie is stoning some drugs. Get out of here, man. I thought I just thought I thought it was funny when they thought uh they're being uh they they they, they were one up in uh Shrop, Shropshire right when they're like uh you know oh don't worry we can make the call for you like you know no we can we can you know let, let them know that we've been wiretapping yeah, yeah like I you know, know your that, girl's that, number so. that, that was one of those that was one of those I got you moments you know kind kind of boasting he about it because he, he didn't do what he thought he did. <laughs> Right, right, right. It, it, so, so when he came back, just like, yo, just take it like your man did last week. And they're just like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
it's 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 one of those. I know something you don't know. Well, I I also know something that you don't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, which, which one? Which one is which? Like, a drug dealer isn't shocked when he gets caught, right? Like that's part yeah. of the game. Yeah. You know, but you weren't expecting me to say, "Hey, yeah. one of your people uh, was was uh taking my stuff last week to make mm-hmm. some money." Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the and disgust that's, on face is like just but i thought it was fu- i thought it was funny when he was like hey y'all had me up on the wire they was like yeah he's like y'all dirty like yeah. we're, we're dirty uh, how we're dirty <laughs> Caleb, quick thoughts on that on that incident Caleb. no nah, that was funny because he already know he already knew what, what they do and and he just yeah. thought hey i why why'd you let me uh, get away with it uh just take yeah, my man. Let me go. yeah just, just rob me and leave like I, I get more <laughs> like the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, just rob me and leave. And they were like, "We don't do that in the county. We do actual police work. How dare you, sir? Shut up. Shut the hell up. Like we are real cops of the law, asshole. God, yeah. I hate them. I hate them. And they're and they, and they were the good cops in the show. And I don't like them either. So oh, I God. think I think county cops, right? You know, especially Harford County, you know, Baltimore <laughs> County. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, Carroll County. I, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't think they're clean cops or, or good cops necessarily. I think they their operation is different, right? I uh-huh. think it's keep them in the city, right? Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep those types in the city. Don't let so so that's where they, that's how they look at it. You know, um, they're not looking at it like this is an opportunity to, to to rob them. I think this is when we see when we see them and they you know they're in our neighborhoods. They look out of place. You know, we're gonna harass them, we're gonna follow them, we're gonna let them know let them know, you know, we don't want your kind around here. Mm-hmm. Right. That that's that's what it's about. You take that back to the city. So mm-hmm. what city does, that's their business. Don't let it bleed over to our county. And that's really that's how all this blew up because it bled over to Hartford County and they don't want yeah, it there. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. Now we've gotten to we've gotten to the stuff. Now the big the big event of the entire episode happened at the end. It involved Sean Suter. Uh, Suter showed up early on in the episode where they were talking to him. They made it very clear that he's not a suspect unless he like wants to act like like wants to be a suspect. They just wanted to talk to him. He, he's they're treating him as a witness. He was a witness to what happened because they already had everything on Wayne Jenkins. They they really didn't need Sean. They just wanted Sean to like basically like connect some dots and tie some loose ends to him. And then towards the end. We kind of see Sean's last day on the job. You know, he's got multiple phone calls for a proffer session the next day at 11 a.m. And he's he goes on a, he he goes on the case on a I think a murder or a canvas. I think I don't know about what it was. It was a previous case. It was a previous case. They're just kind of like, kind of like you know, kind of like tying loose ends, checking on it. And it's it's also with someone. He, there wasn't like because he had a black um partner early on in the show and this guy's mm-hmm. white so like so probably it's probably a couple of years afterwards of what happened so so he wasn't so w- when i read the story which we'll, we'll we'll talk about it in a second but mm-hmm. uh they said he wasn't with his his normal partner that day so yeah. he was still with that other guy was still his partner i'm mm-hmm. assuming uh that guy that that we see him with um towards the end of the show that wasn't his his typical partner yeah yeah Yeah, man so like they're basically canvassing the area sean is like watching saying he sees something in the alley and he says what the what the fuck is that 
So then they stop and then they get out and really pretty much like they're just chasing. They're just like following the alley. They're kind of chasing around. And I think what happens is they, they see somebody and they start running after them, I think. Like, did, you, did y'all see someone on the scene? I didn't see no, anybody there. They didn't nobody show, was there. They didn't even show people walking up and down the street. Like, yeah, it was kids, like a deserted. It's it like a deserted ad, like like a deserted neighborhood. Like literally, no one was there. Like no one. It was just like them two. It's like, like how did you guys like that? Yeah, Hendo, you about to say something? Like, what are your thoughts, Hendo, on that? It, it, I, I mean, I think it all depends upon which version you of the story that you believe. Do you believe that he killed himself? Or you believe that he was killed. Now, if you believe that he did himself in, this kind of was a good depiction of it because before, early, they had him looking at the family pictures, thinking about his kids and all. So what they were setting up was, okay, if I get caught up in the scandal, I'll lose my pension. I'll lose everything. But if I go out here and kill myself, I'll, I'll die a hero. My family gets all the benefits and it carries on. So it just depends on which version you believe. Yeah, I think I think um that's that's exactly what they were trying to go for, right? Because like you said, they they um you know it's it's still in the books as a as a homicide, I believe. Uh independent uh st- uh investigation uh ruled it a suicide. And um look, his wife is adamant that he didn't kill himself. You know, when I read the story, I feel like I don't think he killed himself, right? I mm-hmm. but also it leaves a question: Well, who did? Because there, there is, you know, there's no witnesses. You know, it's 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 daylight. Although I think it happened at nighttime in real life. I, I can't remember. It but, wasn't nighttime. It was in like yeah. a dark. I, I read it the story. It was, a, it was a yeah. dark alley. And no, apparently, see, here's the thing. Like this, that's my problem with the scene. Is it was broad daylight? Not, yeah, this, this is not. It's not how it happened. It was he. He was he was on a case, like down the street, and he saw some commotion in an alley. Went to go investigate it in the dark. He walks through it, walks a couple times, then gets shot. Then you get gunshots. But that's the they, problem. They weren't, I have, they yeah. weren't, yeah, they weren't that, chasing, they weren't chasing anybody. That's my problem with the scene is this isn't what happened. Right. This is not what happened. So, you know, you gotta keep in mind, um, the person that wrote this, Justin Fenton, um, like he's not perfect either. And you know, there there are local reporters that have some criticisms about, you know, some of the stuff he writes as well. Um, but He's he's walking a thin line. He's mm-hmm. trying to balance. Uh, he's trying to tell a story about co- uh, corrupt police, but he's also trying to get police to to cooperate with him and and give him access and 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 tell him some of this stuff. So how he portrays everything, he's going to be very careful about it. He doesn't want to suggest that you know they set they set one of their own up to be killed, right? Because right? mm-hmm. then you know. They're not going to talk to this guy anymore. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. so um, he needs to keep the connection. But he also doesn't, you know, he he, you know, he doesn't want to go all in on. Well, maybe this, this guy killed himself because you know he has friends on the force, and also his wife is 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 watching as exactly, well. Yeah. So that scene is set up intentionally that way to make you think, well, what happened? Because yeah, that's, that's that's what we're thinking in real life. Yeah, and I was wondering to say that too is because when you're dealing with these depictions of real life events, you got to take into account the family members and the people related to the situation. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, 
it's not you're not necessarily portraying them, but at the same time, you're dramatizing an event that was really traumatic for their life. So you don't want to do anything to cause further trauma. And like Jose said, you don't want to do anything to get you in bad relations with the police, especially not when, you know, it's not really an independent film where everything that, you know, you do falls on you. You now got HBO and other producers and other people backing you. So everything that you do then falls back on them. So it's a lot of people that you got to run these things through. So he may not have originally written it that way, but through rewrites and having to talk to producers and other things like that, you probably had to go back and change some stuff. No, here's the thing. Fenton didn't write the show. He wrote the book. So what's yeah, the, the book. The, the, the book, book is, is saying what well, the, the show. The show how yeah. They yeah, the the right the, the, the shows of the writers they had to like, I think probably like change a couple things to make sure like no yeah. one mm-hmm. gets in trouble. Yeah, you're right, Deshaun. You're right about that. But here's the thing too. Like, if you're depicting real life events and some people still think it's a suicide. And some people think it's a homicide. Just like have the the, the the event happen, and I don't like that's the thing. Like that's what really happened. Like if someone's like that's not what really happened. Like no, but that is what really happened. He got shot in a dark alley. Like that's what happened. Like that's like, like how, how, I like like because I I think personally I think if they do the scene as it actually happened, it looks very suspect towards toward, mm-hmm. against the police. Yeah, I, I, you know, what I'm saying, like, I think it looks very sketchy on their part. So they reworked it in a way to where they they try to make it as as ambiguous, as, yeah, as 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 possible. Hendo, because uh, I'm 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 sitting here and I'm I'm thinking about it all with with the way that forensics are today. If somebody killed themselves. It would be real easy to prove because you got to think about having a gun, even if you have it a certain distance away. They're going to be powder burns that let you know that it's a self-inflicted wound. Mm-hmm. So you can tell if he got shot. And, and, close and the bullet, the bullets right here, like the bullet, like like mm-hmm. like right. And, look, and it's only so many yeah. angles that you can go at. Like they exactly. could, like if if it really was a suicide, they could have dispelled this myth a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. What also confused me, like he, the guy said, he shot like three shots. Did he like shoot twice in the air and then shoot himself? Like, that, yeah, that's awesome. Right, where are the shell casings? Yeah, like that, yeah. <laughs> if he shot himself, so, if he was suicide, the shell casing should be right there. Yeah, exactly. because he said he like, saw the smoke. So I mean, after this, is, so was he just full of shit? He's just completely lying about all that stuff. So it's it well, weird how they set, set all that up and. Um, I was wanted to know. I don't oh, know. Sorry, I guess ahead. the only way it could be a, a legit suicide is maybe he had someone else kill him and then just run away. Like I guess that that that, that would be the only way to um, that he won. He, like he, he he had someone else kill him. But my question, Caleb, is who do you know? I mean, I'm sure there might be people, but who do you know that would be brazen enough to kill a cop, even if he asked for it? Now you're a right. cop. Now you're a cop killer, and that brings added mm-hmm. pressure. So. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like, like your cop homie says, like, "I need you to kill me." Like, no. Like, his thing too. He's like, he has to ask someone he knows to do it because, like, he can't have no random random ass stranger to kill him. It's like a weird thing to ask like a random stranger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, that's the only way that it could be possibly a suicide. But yeah, um, yeah but more it looks like you know, someone else killed him. It, I always it, wonder, like, why was he with that other partner? Yeah, well, yeah what happened to the other guy? Because when I first question. read the story, that's why I was just like, oh, this is a setup. They, they, they said it wasn't his normal partner. Mm-hmm. All right. So why was he with the other person? 
what happened to his, his typical partner? I mean, and, and maybe there is a reason for it. I don't I don't know, but those those are questions that I asked that make me a little suspicious about it. Um, Jose, Jose, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm slightly remembering certain things. But wasn't it a case of he knew more about the police department rather than just this case? Like he was supposed to be talking about something going on internally in the police uh, division in that division over there, not just that case. I don't know about that. I mean, I, I'm not sure. You, you might be right about that. But I know he was supposed to testify the very next day about the gun right. trace task force right. um, in, in his time uh, with them. It could have been more to that. I mean, look, they're, they're all in an investigation. You know, yeah. I mean, like, like, thing, dude, like, is, wait, you just think you said, uh, Jose, he was supposed to investigate in real life. He's supposed to testify, right? Yes. Yes. In, in the show, it was a proper session. You do the proper session before you testify. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so like in real life, he already did the proper session. All he needs to do is testify. Well, and it depends on what it depended on what he knew. Yeah, that's that's exactly. what was, yeah. But it's them too. Like they didn't really need him. You know what I mean? You know, they didn't really need his testimony for anything because they're like, you know, we got it. Like, because dude, if you're if you're a federal prosecutor and you can't make a case with all that wiretap goodness and the ratting on each other and you need some random ass cops testimony you're not but a very good federal prosecutor they said that in the show but I, that's another thing i didn't like about the show either that i think they kind of put in to cover themselves to make it look like yeah you know they, you know let's get rid of the motive for why you know he might want to be you know somebody uh -huh. would want to silence him mm -hmm. we mean you don't need him you don't know what all has been going on He's just a name that, that got thrown out there that you didn't know about before. Who else might he he dime out right. if we talk to him? If we sit him down and get him to open up, how far up the, the, the chain does, the, the, does this go? Of course they needed him. <laughs> you because, know what I'm saying? Because it was only it was supposed to start off as a question of did he plant the drugs? Or did he know yeah. who planted? That's how it was supposed to begin. But the lawyer told him, like, listen, this can go far left. They can ask you about other things. And under oath, you got to tell the truth. So he he knew more than the show kind of gave up. Yeah, yeah. I think it was homicide. I kind of yeah. feel that way too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's homicide. Cause here's the thing, bro. Like, if it was suicide, it would be clear as day. Like, like you would you would know you would like you would know like if like if, powder like, burns, like powder burns, like like here's the two and like like apparently the bullet was on the side of his head, right? Even if he like he, he didn't shoot himself like this. He would have to shoot himself like this, and you would know because and if it was like a suicide, like the shell casing would be somewhere around here. You know what I mean? You know, either and like, because like a suicide helps the department out. They're cleaned as a whistle, so they're trying to prove a suicide as, as much as possible. Yeah, of course. But a homicide, it was it was too cleaned up to be a homicide. So I mean, to a suicide. Sorry, you know what I mean? Because suicides are kind of messy, and you and you clearly see visible, like. You know, someone wants to kill him, so you'll you'll see it. Like you you can you can see it. You know what I mean? So I, I feel sorry for his wife and his family. You know, and this and like and like when they cut to like the cop at the end, where he said, "Oh, he, he probably felt guilty taking the money." You know, uh, some right. some cops are, right. are some cops, you know, taking money's heavy on the head. It's like, yeah, but not Baltimore cops. Okay, right? Like you're a Baltimore cop. Like the guy, yeah the the guy who said that. Is a Baltimore cop detailed to the U.S. Department, the U.S. Uh, uh, prosecuting department? He's not a he, he doesn't work for the U.S. government. Right. He works for the he works for BPD, so he's like, 
you know, hey, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, that's too much. Yeah, really? 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 Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, everybody has a different, um, you, you can't, you can't speak to people's motivations and, and how they feel about it, you know? And yeah, some people take pride in their jobs, but I, but I, I'm with you, Ferris, like in, in Baltimore, you, there's no way you have that kind of sense of pride about being a, a, a cop <laughs> in this city when you know how corrupt it is. Cause if you did, you would quit or ask to be transferred. You wouldn't mm-hmm. work for this corrupt system. Yep. You know, you're a willing participant yeah. And, you know, now all of a sudden you're feeling guilty about everything. You're not feeling guilty. You got you, you got caught. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you might get exposed. Um, and that's why, look, Sean Suda, look, it's, it's unfortunate he lost his life. I don't I don't feel sorry for him. Right. Like mm-hmm. you, you participated in this and you ruined people's lives. The incident you were a part of, somebody died. Mm-hmm. You put somebody in prison that didn't do it. He spent, what, 10 years in prison or something like that? Seven, seven to 10 seven years, years, something like that in, 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 in prison. For really? a crime he didn't commit, yeah. yeah, yeah, and now I mean he's back in prison now. But you gotta think about it. That's that's what I was trying to get to when when I got cut off. But you know you gotta think about it. He um, I don't know. I mean, look, like he said he was he was you know, he 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 was he was on the streets. You know, he he was he was he was in the game for for a little bit before he uh, uh got that charge. But to the point of, I want to I want to kill somebody or you know what I'm saying. Like think but think about what prison does to you, spending that much time. Like mm-hmm. you can go in there, you know, innocent mm-hmm. or, or or less less of a of a of a hardened criminal, and you come out, you come out even harder. I had a friend that went to prison, right? He spent some time in and he told me, he said, Look, you don't go to prison to, to be rehabilitated. You go in there and you come out slicker. You learn to be a better criminal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly. I mean I mean they teach you like do- animals. Exactly. Yes. Bro. You're in a cage. Like I was listen, I was the CEO. So I was there. I was in a I was in a maximum security prison. So I was in there with lifers, never getting out, don't go outside for daylight. Like, yeah, and they treat them like animals, bro. So yes. you give them five, ten years of that. How do you think they're gonna come out? Even if they right. didn't go in that way. Right. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that other uh, HBO show? Um I I can't remember the name of it, but it was it was with uh, he he was like uh I want to say he, he was like he was like Middle Eastern or something, right? His father drove a cab. Oh yeah, and, oh, yeah. You know, oh, about the night of the, the night, night of, of right? And at the end of the show, when he when he shows up to uh to court and he's got all these tats in everything, he didn't go in that way. And his lawyer is telling him, he's like, "What you see here is what it takes to survive. Like, don't judge him based on his appearance and and think he's 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 a criminal. He's doing what he needs to do to survive inside." Mm-hmm. Right, that's how prison changes you, right? And look how innocent he was when he went in, and how how much he changed when he came out, mm-hmm. right? Hey, he was completely want, innocent. Hey, you want to talk about the TV show Oz? Mm-hmm. That Listen. white dude that was like he 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 went in there for tax evasion or something or yeah or someone, and he and he tried to kill a white uh, a Nazi in there after they just like should have mentally abused him and. And he snapped. He finally stepped and he killed somebody. He killed somebody, man. You know, he just murdered somebody. So, like, listen, when I tell you, uh, there was a guy up in the jail. I was at uh, Jessup, oh, Jessup, the annex. That's where my friend was. (laughs) And it was this guy there named Andre Gross. I'll never forget it because everybody was scared to be his roommate. Everybody said, listen, if you are his roommate, 
he's going to put peanut butter in the crack of his butt and make you do whatever, and he's going to rape you repeatedly. Mm. So we had some some young guys. They had to be like 19, 20 years old, and they kept trying to put him in his cell. Like, it changes you, whether you want it to or not. Jail, prison changes mm. a man. Yeah. Yeah, hey, man. Hey, man. I just walked back into some wild conversation. <laughs> hey, yeah, we, we, we talking about we talking about jail, Deshaun. Uh, we're talking oh. about actually the Sean Suter, the Sean Suter events at the end of the show. I want to get your Word thoughts up. on it because we, we kind of had all our thoughts. So your thoughts on the on the like the like the way they we, we talked about it, the like, it towards portrayed. the end. Yeah, the way it was portrayed. Wait, well, Sean already said that though. What did what Sean miss? What did he miss? Oh, I was saying um, how hey, like, yeah, I kind of understood because of the um because of like the whole production and having um you know, be mindful of not only the families, but also like the police that you work with. Cause not only are you portraying them, but having some, you know, work with the show, but you also, when you have a big production like that, you're relying on police as almost like the main source of security and keeping things in order. So I can definitely see why they wouldn't want to rub them the wrong way. Um, mm -hmm. But as far as the portrayal goes, um, I kind of like in the in the moment it happened, like right after he like shot himself, and they were looking like who did it, like where'd the guy go, and all that other stuff. I just like and when they as soon as they panned over to his body and you saw like the bullet wound in the head, I started piecing together and thinking he did that to himself, or like they more so portrayed it like that it was like a direct, you know, jump to the head type thing, like the way that the wound was placed, but. Um, overall, I, I, I liked that character a lot, so I didn't want to necessarily see him die, but at the same time, like, understanding the history behind it and understanding that, like, you know, the real situation that went down, um, I thought they kind of did the best they could with all things considered. And like I said, you got a lot of limitations with how you can portray mm -hmm. certain events. So all that considered, I think they did the best they could with what they had to work with. Well, also too, I want to talk about like, like when, like towards the end when they pan to those two cops and they talk about like, uh, they talk about like how he had the radio in his left hand fighting a, a cop, uh, fighting someone with a gun in his right hand, and they're like, and they're just like, and like those two cops are just kind of confused. They're like, what? Like they're like, what? What? what like what? Like, and he he doesn't drop his radio. I'm confused because that's them trying to say like, did he shoot himself? I mean. Yeah. They it, it, they had to do that because if he still had his radio in his left hand, mm -hmm. how are you going to hold the gun and aim? Yeah, like, you're not going to just shoot somebody like it's not gangster. You're not just going to shoot somebody like that. So they've been trying to further that portrayal that he killed himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, yeah, man, it's just yeah, pretty much. I actually have a funny story about the, the TV show the night of. Uh, so like, so like my uh, my my uh, my sister-in-law, my brother and her sister and my mom were all like. And my, my brother and my brother were all in the living room watching, right? And they're like, hey, Ferris, pick a show to watch, for us to watch. I was like, I got you. And then I saw <laughs> and I saw Riz Ahmed, and I was like, let's watch The Night Of. And we watched the first episode. They're like, you're never picking a TV show for us ever choice. again. It's a great. <laughs> Terrible. It's a great. I put it on. I was like, it's a great show. Riz Ahmed's in it. And Michael K. Williams and, 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 um, and John Totoro. And it was so dark. It was so sad. My mom looked at me like, I'm never watching TV with you ever again. Like, ever. <laughs> like, ever. Because there's a scene where, like, the girl dies and you see the body. And my sister-in-law and her sister are like, 
what the hell is wrong with you? Like, what? I'm like, it's a great show. It's like, dude, like, put on, like, fucking. They're not, they're not into like, it. What is, yeah, they're like, I guess not. I guess not. I mean, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Now, guys, I want to talk about, um, like, okay, t- like, towards the end, like, they're, they're ratting off people getting their sentences, and Maurice got seven for cooperation. Hendrix got seven. Graham got 10 and like audit, but then like they go to Jenkins, he he accepts the 25. Uh, and they make this things like, why did he accept the 25? They're like, it's because he doesn't want his wife to know that he was banging women on the side because of Donald, because Donald knows what he was doing on the personal aspect of it as well. They hung out, they brought women, they 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 did some shots. So, like, his wife in that moment didn't know that he was stepping out on her. He was still the family man. He just was a bad cop. And that's why he kind of accepted the 25. But he still made sure to say, I did not do anything on the Burley case. Final thoughts on that, guys. Final thoughts. Let's go to you, Deshaun. With his this whole thing with his wife not wanting to find out, and maybe this isn't because, this is because I'm not married or don't, you know, have kids or nothing, but if my only two options are admitting to cheating or going to jail, I would get the word cheated tattooed across my forehead <laughs> in four different colors. But anyway, that's just me. But um, that whole scene, uh, not only Wayne Jenkins, but showing like all the sentences and every that everybody got, this show kind of made me hate Catherine Pugh a little bit more just because of how like she was portrayed in those meetings and saying, oh, I want to protect my babies. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to try to save the lives of all these other people in the city if it's going to cause funding for my babies, even though it means that they're going to become victims of the same system that I refuse to change as soon as they grow up. But anyway, like I kind of wanted her to get more time. But other than that, Herschel, I wanted him to get more of a longer sentence just because he was so deliberately like kind of racist about his, you know, police brutality, whereas like Mm -hmm. guys like Jenkins and. Ram and others were sort of doing it for either money or for glory. You could just tell uh, Herschel's just a downright hateful bastard, and I just yes. wanted to get more time. Mm-hmm. Um, but 18 years is still cool for me. Uh, let me see. Ram, like, I got to say it again, the portrayal of that character was excellently done. Got to give his uh, flowers. Uh, other than that, yeah, I just really enjoyed how they tied it all up. You know what I'm saying? That kind of montage of showing everybody's fates and what happened to them. Uh, it was really subtle, but at the same time, well done. It wasn't super in your face. And it was a good tie-up. Hey, man, you know you what's know, crazy, Deshaun? You keep saying the portrayals of these characters. These characters. <laughs> these people aren't, like, they're oh, real. Well, like, no, they should, like, they're real. No, 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 Deshaun. I'm, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Exactly. They're real people. But they're not real. Like these people can't be fucking real. Like, yeah. like these people, are like, like that's what's crazy, Deshaun. Yeah. Like I'm with you. Like, like, like they're characters, dude. It like, but it actually. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like that's what I'm saying. Like these people can't be real, but they're real. So like the word character, I'm like, yo, he keeps calling them characters. Like that's right. They are characters. But these, this was a real person. Like that's a like that was a real person, man. Like these are like like that's was mind blowing to me, bro. Like there are parts of America where you're like, there are parts in America where you're like, this isn't a real place. Baltimore, Miami, you name it. Like anything goes in Miami. Minister, like, I refuse to believe that yeah. place is real. I'm it's still Miami ain't real. <laughs> Miami ain't real, man. Miami is not real. Like it's it's a it's a cocaine infused fever dream. That's what that is. Straight up, it ain't real. 
Like, this, this is crazy to me, bro. Like, like I just kept sitting there watching the show. Like, that's a real person. That's it's a real person. Really this way. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like that. Like, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. Jose, your thoughts, man. Um. So, so regarding that that scene with, with Jenkins and he he, he dimes uh Sean Suter, I looked at it a little differently, right? Um, I looked at it as because because the the very opening scene. His lawyer is trying to coach him up, like, listen, man, here's what you need to do. And he just immediately hushes him, like, I got this. You know, I know what I'm doing. And, uh, and you know, the prosecutors walk in there and they're talking to him. He's just like, let's get out of the way. I'm innocent. Right. And everybody is kind of like, huh? Right. Like, it, it's showing how delusional and just out of the loop he really is to because he's thinking, my, my guy's got me. They can't because and I, and, and I halfway understand it because they've gotten away with it for so long. Mm-hmm. He's just this is just routine. No worries, you know. And when he says like he he didn't, you know, he didn't do anything or like or, hey, you know, um, you know, maybe maybe there's there's something there, you know, or whatever. Or, or, I, I, I didn't do anything stuff you're talking about when they asked him, you know, like they kind of pressed him about it. I think. That was just the incident that just popped up in his mind. I don't. I don't think it was, um, you know, I'm. I'm not taking a fall for that particular one because I know I didn't do that one. I think it was just, oh, uh, you know, I did so many things. You know, which one do I want to? You know, do I want to mm-hmm. cop to, or 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 or, or say like, okay, I, I know something happened there, and he was like, oh, well, that one with, with Suter, and, and we found the drugs, right? I think he just kind of kind of threw it out there because that's that's the first thing that popped in his mind. That, that's what I got from it. But overall, um, yeah, love the show. I'm actually gonna go back and watch all of it now because I hate the week to week stuff. I'm actually gonna go back and binge watch it. And, yeah, yeah, and, and watch it all the way through six episodes. Um, yeah, you did hate a great the job. Week to week stuff, but like you did it for like most of your life. How do you like hate the week to week stuff? That's that's why I hate it. <laughs> that's exactly why I hate it. And I hate I hate commercials too. Like we mm-hmm. we we had to grow up watching things week to week. You know, yeah, every skip, eight minutes man. there's a commercial. <laughs> couldn't pause it, couldn't rewind yeah. it. Yeah. A thirty uh, yeah, a thirty minute skip. a thirty yeah, a thirty minute TV show is actually fifteen minutes. Hey, yeah. hey, first. Twenty two yeah. minutes actually. It's twenty two minutes. minutes right? yeah, we didn't we didn't have iPods and iPhones and all that. This is what we had to do. We had to take a hey, tape recorder hey, and hey, go hey, up and hey, wait hey, and wait hey, till it came hey, on the recording. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> See here's the thing. I didn't live in the modern world, mother lover. I lived in a third world country. Okay, bro. I was I was still doing this yesterday. Watch yourself. I was just teaching my dad about skippable ads. Like he didn't realize you could skip commercials now. Yeah, like yeah. that's how old school my pops is. Like <laughs> we grew up with. That's how yeah. I, it's funny. You know, I had to explain to my youngest son. We were watching live TV. This this is right before we got rid of cable, and we put something <laughs> on TV, and he's like, "Dad, skip it." I was like, "You can't skip this." <laughs> and he's like, "Why not?" I'm like, "This is a commercial," and he's like, "What is that?" <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? Just hit skip. Like, there's yeah. no skip button on this. We got, yeah. we just gotta watch it. He was just, right. he could not, he could not believe it. He was like, what? What is this? <laughs> uh, Hendo, your your final thoughts, my man. All right. So, um, I think that I think this whole scene goes back to to his his own reality because if you look back into the last strip club scene with uh, him, Gondo, and William, he was like, listen. I'm too hot right now. Um, y'all got to stop put, start putting your names on stuff. But even though we're being investigated, and I know that we're being investigated, we got this last $200,000 heist that we're going to do. 
So that just that just shows you um, his thought as to I'm untouchable. Now, when he gets into the courtroom, once again, like I said, I think he he, he, keeps, check. he it is a reality check. But I think the Burley case, in essence, is is kind of him reflecting on everything and telling everybody, listen. Yes, I may brutalize people. Yes, I may steal their money. Yes, I may sell drugs, but I'm not a murderer. I didn't, I didn't plant those drugs on him and cause and, and do that just to cover up on the murder. So, I think that was his thought process with that. And with, and being a family man and his wife, he didn't want that stuff to come out because listen, if you know anything about jail, you have to have somebody to give you your commissary. And if she finds out that he's that he's an adulterer. He may not have many options to put that money on the books. And to Deshaun's point, um, when you said about Catherine Pugh and her babies, at first I was like, you know what? You're right. How are you going to sit there and talk about your babies, but kind of lessen the funds toward the things that we need to, to proceed? But you also have to listen to what uh, one of her council people said. And they were like, listen, we've given you all the funding. We've given you all this extra money and crime is up. So why should we continue to pay you all this money and you're not doing your job? It's 340 murders that year and nothing's being done about it. So that has to be a steady compromise as to where this money gets allocated from. The irony of her, 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 her babies, right? My babies, my babies. Is, isn't that what she went to prison for? For, for, for laundering money through her children's book? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she yes. was guilty. She was guilty of conspiracy, tax evasion, and listen, fraud. Did, but listen, you have it was over a children's have, book that she that she's coming have, out with. You have to watch American Gangster. You have to watch that show to see how <laughs> Trap, actually, Queens. Trap Queens how it Trap. actually went down because she made the books. And the, the crazy part is, if she actually would have delivered the books to the people, it wouldn't have really been a problem. She just printed twenty thousand, thirty thousand books. But she sold 150000 and she would take them to a school, put them in a warehouse, sell them to somebody else, take them out the warehouse, bring them to that warehouse, and she kept doing it over and over again. She said it was printing them. Right. So then at mm-hmm. the end, she had this sad press conference, and she came out. The press conference was like, yeah, I want to apologize to y'all, but I just want to let y'all know. It started bringing out baby clothes. Talking about, yeah, this was the next step in the line of the books and everything, but y'all didn't let me Excuse get that far. <laughs> You got to listen. You got to see. Trap, you got to see that trap queens. Yeah. It is hilarious. But her, um, her pick for for the commissioner, uh, D'Souza. 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 Yeah, he got the paint too. Talk, talk about yeah. Talk about he. That was hilarious. You talking was, all this stuff about what you not finna tolerate? The little title cards that what four months later. Four. Yep. He was tax convicted of federal tax evasion. Tax evasion. Yeah. You know, here's yeah. the thing too. Here's the thing too. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I don't really see federal tax evasion as like that bad of a crime because, like, let's be real. Where do our taxes really go? Okay, where do they but, really go? Okay, but as a cop, as a police right, commissioner, that's the thing. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's that's the, the thing. thing. Yeah. That's the thing that you got to pay. Uh, but yeah, but now someone has to pay for their thoughts. Caleb, your thoughts? Yeah, just funny to see how how Jenkins' mind works because like like in the the strip of scenes, he's like, oh, they think we're dirty. I'm a dirty cop, and then they just laugh at him like. Hey, aren't you? Are you? Are, 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 you don't know. Like he's so oblivious to the fact that he's a dirty cop. He's like not know. that. He's like not that dirty cop. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not dirty like that. Yeah, and then, then he's like, okay, then then he's like, and then he then he takes you know, please say he is a dirty cop. Okay, but you were so adamant that you weren't. Now you, now you are. But as long as you can, you know, not 
your brain doesn't, you know, with the strippers and hookers and everything, as long as that's not, not, that's not told, um, now you are okay with saying this. Like, yeah, it's funny to see how his mind works. Um, but then, yeah, it's, you know, the, the, the new commissioner gets, they, they get rid of the old commissioner, they get a new commissioner, he's, they have to get rid of him because he's doing shit illegal, Mary's doing stuff illegal. Like, goddamn, like, how many, how many corrupt politicians are in the city? Like, that, no, you think at least if they're gonna be corrupt, at least they can have an effect on some shit. Like, I feel like that's a prerequisite. <laughs> do something right. Yeah, a politician without a charge in Baltimore makes no sense. Yeah. The, the, about yeah. that commissioner that they fired, that that's a, that was another thing I didn't like about the show. Like, they they made him just seem too innocent in the whole thing. Kevin Davis. Kevin yeah. Davis. Yeah, and yeah. you know my thing is. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like my, that my thing yeah, is the, po- the police department all the way at the top knew exactly what was going on. They knew yeah, exactly what was going on. They, you know, they let this this task force run wild because they were they were giving them the numbers that they needed. They knew exactly like there's no way you can get all those reports in, right? Those complaints. There's no way when when the prosecutors are telling you, hey, we can't get we can't get jurors. Up here, because of all the complaints they have about the about the police force, mm-hmm. you can't. There's no way you're you're getting all this information and saying everything's fine. They they know it, and they're saying mm-hmm. let it ride. We don't care. And he was a part of that. He he absolutely understood what's going on. So that whole thing of him, you know, going going down uh, to the the uh, police station when they're being arrested and saying, oh, I looked in their eyes, and he, you know, he just, you know. He didn't blink or he didn't look away. That's just for show. Just this, mm-hmm. you know. He said, "I've I've heard I've heard the real commissioner say that." And, and, and he, you know, that's just for show. That's just for him to kind of come off as honorable. He's not an honorable person. He knew exactly what was going on. He let it happen. In fact, they encouraged it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the thing, Jose. I agree wholeheartedly because the newsletter about it in that sense that he's lucky he didn't get arrested along with Jenkins and the Bingo. rest of them. Bingo. Like, all you did was lose your job. You kind of got off easy, all things considered. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. if you're the one in charge of that whole thing, like you said, you just as complicit. Yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna do him like the NCAA did does colleges. We're charging you with lack of institutional control. What about the go. deputy commissioner? He he got he resigned. But he that's but, but he coached he coached Ram through that shooting. Exactly. Like yeah. it, it, they get away with so much stuff and they exactly. don't lose their jobs. Absolutely, man. You know what? You know who didn't lose their jobs? I did because I didn't because I hosted this show very well. Guys, we have like these transitions are amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, guys, we have reached the end of it. Uh, it was a great, great six weeks that we've done this. Well, more five weeks because we kind of did one and two together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, I like to say I really appreciate you guys for being here. It was an honor talking to the show, breaking it down with you. You know what I mean? Like I said, man, I don't know. Like I, they say, they say my region, right? So having you guys kind of like teach me and show me the ropes, I really appreciate it. So now let's go around the horn. Where can people find you? Deshaun, where can people find you, my man? Twitter and Instagram at Jesus Nephew. Really appreciate uh, being able to talk about this stuff with y'all these last few weeks and appreciate you uh, having me on the show, bro. Yeah, thank you for a minute. Jose, my main man. All right, I am one half of Lunch Break Hot Take. I do a show with my brother Brodney every Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. 
right? Lunch break hot take. Just type it in. You'll find us. Also, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at LBHT Show. And if you're a boxing fan, we have another podcast that I do with my brother and my friend OTR Mike uh, called Ring Kings Podcast. So look up Ring Kings Podcast, hit that subscribe button, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Ring Kings Pod. Yeah, the real governor of Maryland. No, everybody. You know everybody. Uh, yeah. Hendo, my man. Right. You can find me at Ravens Online on Gatekeeper at you on YouTube, or you can find me at our gatekeepers on Instagram and Twitter. And every Monday, you can find me down 695 trying to find out why they're repaving it again. <laughs> again? Uh, again? Again? Again. I told you, I told you a couple episodes. Yeah, ago. I know. Every I know. Couple, every couple every, of years. Yeah, again. Also, too. Also, too. I believe um, if if any Ravens fans are watching this, uh, uh, Hendo was on Engravings uh, show a couple couple weeks couple days ago. Yeah, yeah a couple yeah. days ago, dropping some knowledge. Dropping That's some right. knowledge. Caleb, uh, my main not, man. Not listening to the comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never listen to the comments. Never, never listen to the comments. You we don't get comments, info. so we're good. You can find me twenty two on Instagram and Twitter. Find me on this channel doing good friends better rivals. With Ferris and also doing more views of Open Fire. Yeah, all right, guys. I'm Ferris Madonna. That's my that's my that's my Twitter handle. Um, <laughs> uh, it's at, it's at Ferris Madonna. You know, no one has my name on Twitter, so I got it right away. Uh, you can find me here on all sorts of shows. Um, I had our sports division. Uh, we have the rally that we were we, we did playoff beards. I was on that episode. They're on their audio feed. Audio feed only people, you know, make sure to you know rate, review, five star, comment on the audio feeds. Like and subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. If you are subscribed, like it. It really helps. And if you're subscribed and you liked it, drop a comment. Do do that. Um uh every Friday, eight o'clock. We do the Let's Get Ready Talk Shimano podcast. We talk about the premier Shimo, uh movie trivia league. Uh every every Friday we break it down. Um we, I review we review shows. Here and there, we have our Obi Wan reviews. The Holocron's back. Where we talk Star Wars. I believe every Thursday, I, I believe. So there's that. Make sure to like like those videos. Comment on those videos if you love Star Wars. Yeah, you know we do a lot on this channel. We have a lot of variety. Um, you know, if you don't like if you don't like one thing, I'm pretty sure you'll like another thing. That's all I gotta say. We are the Baskin Robbins of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say. On that note, like Baskin Robbins, we got to close early. (laughs) Have a nice night. Stay safe. See you next time. Peace.